It's Tuesday, May 21st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. There's been a tug of war between House Dems and President Trump over his finances. Today, we're breaking down why this fight is happening and what Dems are actually looking for. Then, CBD is in coffee, chocolate, sparkling water, and a new study shows this cannabis extract might actually help with addiction. Really. Finally, British protesters are making a proper mess of their politicians. We'll tell you about it. We're here to make your Tuesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Calm, the number one app to help reduce your anxiety and improve your sleep. The most complicated story today is about finances. Democrats in Congress want the deets on President Trump's accounts and his businesses. We're not talking about the president's tax returns. Trump has refused to hand them over, and his administration has blocked Democrats from getting them in other ways. So Democrats in the House of Representatives have tried a different tack to find out more about Trump's money moves. One House committee has subpoenaed Trump's accounting firm, And two other House committees have subpoenaed banks and other financial institutions connected to Trump and his companies. Trump's responded by suing. Yesterday, a federal judge in D.C. ruled against him in the first case. And tomorrow, another federal judge will be hearing the other case in New York. We're going to get into what exactly Democrats are looking for in each of these cases and why this is relevant right now. Okay, so the first subpoena we're talking about has to do with a football team. Specifically, the Buffalo Bills. Okay, stay with us here. In 2014, back when he was still just plain Donald Trump, President Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. But he needed cash to do it. So he reached out to a bank called Deutsche Bank. They're German. And he asked them for a loan. They said sure. But he lost the bid on the bills anyway. Fast forward to this past February. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, testified to the House Oversight Committee. And he told them that Trump would often inflate his income to make it seem like he was richer than he actually was. Lawmakers asked if he ever inflated his income to a bank, for example, to get a loan. And Michael Cohen, all of a sudden, brought up the bills. These documents and others were provided to Deutsche Bank uh, on one occasion where I was with them in our attempt to obtain money so that we can put a bid on the Buffalo Bills. The Washington Post has reported that Trump's accounting firm, Mazers, did this kind of thing for Trump a lot, writing documents to potential lenders inflating Trump's wealth, using info they got directly from Trump that wasn't necessarily true. Mazers called the documents statements of financial condition, but they added a note to them, saying they couldn't vouch for the numbers. So the House Oversight Committee decided to look into this to find out whether what Trump did was bragging or actually fraud. In April, they subpoenaed Mazers for 10 years of those statements, as well as audits prepared for Trump and his companies, and any communications. In response, President Trump sued the chair of the House Oversight Committee and Mazers, his own accounting firm, to stop them from giving up the info. The president says this committee is going after him for political reasons. Yesterday, a judge in D.C. ruled against the president in that lawsuit. He said the subpoena is legit, that Congress does have the authority to get these docs, and that Mazers has to cough them up. President Trump says he's appealing. As far as the financials are concerned, we think it's the uh, wrong, it's totally the wrong decision by, obviously, an Obama-appointed judge. He was a recent Obama-appointed judge. 
So that's one subpoena House Democrats have issued to get more info on Trump's money. The other one has to do with the bank we just mentioned, Deutsche Bank. Trump didn't just call up Deutsche Bank that one time to see if they'd help him buy the Buffalo Bills. They go way back. Deutsche Bank is the one major financial institution that has consistently lent Trump money over the last two decades. Two billion dollars, in fact. Supporters say Trump is a businessman, and borrowing money to make money is just a thing that they do. But Deutsche Bank has been accused of being involved in a Russian money laundering scheme. And so Democrats in Congress have been eyeing the relationship between Trump and Deutsche Bank to see if there's something there. Like any financial business that would leave President Trump vulnerable to blackmail by a foreign power. In April, the House Financial Services Committee and the House Intelligence Committee subpoenaed Deutsche Bank for more info about their business dealings with Trump. And they're likely to be more curious after the New York Times reported this week that in 2016 and 2017, regulators at Deutsche Bank flagged transactions in accounts owned by Trump and his son-in-law, now White House senior advisor Jared Kushner. The regulators called those transactions suspicious. The New York Times reports upper management swept those concerns under the rug. Today, Deutsche Bank released a statement saying there are, quote, numerous inaccuracies in that New York Times story. So that was a lot, but we're not done. There's one more big subpoena we should mention. All three House committees we just talked about, Oversight, Intelligence, and Financial Services, have also subpoenaed another bank, Capital One, for their documents related to the Trump Organization. Last month, and this playbook is going to start to sound familiar, President Trump and his three oldest children sued Capital One and Deutsche Bank together to keep their financial documents under wraps. Trump's family's involved because they work or have worked at the Trump Organization, too. Trump claims these subpoenas are also politically motivated. That's the case that's getting heard tomorrow in court. The judge will decide whether the president can block these particular subpoenas. So what's the skim? This week, President Trump also instructed his former White House counsel not to testify before the House Judiciary Committee, which is trying to figure out whether the president obstructed justice. In fact, the president has vowed to fight all subpoenas coming from inside the House. So even though things are getting heavy right now, Dems may have to wait a lot longer for this info, if they get it at all. But it's not just the House that's getting nosy. The Senate Intelligence Committee has recently issued its own subpoena for Donald Trump Jr., the president's son. They want him to tell them about meetings he had with Russians during the 2016 campaign. You've probably heard about CBD as a way to help people chill out. A new study shows it might be able to help others stay sober. That's next. These days, stress is unavoidable. We work longer hours and are more connected than ever before. That's why there's Calm, the number one app to help you reduce stress and improve your sleep. The app has guided meditations on issues like anxiety and focus, and it gives you a new meditation to try every day. Right now, Skim This listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash skim. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash skim. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash skim. Get calm and stop stressing. CBD is kind of the new black. The no-high cannabis product is everywhere from your coffee to your massage oil to your chocolate bars. But doctors have also been researching medical uses for cannabidiol. That's the official name for CBD. And there's a new study out today that says CBD might be able to treat opioid addiction. So here's what you need to know. 
Researchers from the Addiction Institute at Mount Sinai Hospital tested 42 people with an average history of 13 years of heroin use. Most of them had used heroin within a month of the study. People who were given the CBD treatment had two to three times lower drug cravings than the placebo group. The CBD group also had significantly lower levels of anxiety, and the effects lasted for a week after the last dose of CBD. The study was published in the American Journal of Psychiatry this morning. To be clear, this is not the CBD you're maybe seeing in cafes. The CBD in this study is a super purified version called Epidiolex. It's the first cannabis-based medication approved by the FDA, and doctors have found the results promising. There are some caveats. This study was really small, only 42 people, and it didn't say if it could be applied to all addiction cases and stages, or what happens to those cravings after a longer period of time. The researchers at Mount Sinai say a longer-term study is in the works. But this small study is still a big step. Opioid overdoses have killed almost 400,000 Americans in the last 20 years. On average, about 130 Americans die from an opioid overdose every day. Doctors have tried smashing the grip of addiction by treating it with other drugs, like methadone. But those drugs are also addictive, so it's kind of like fighting poison with poison. And even those treatments aren't used by that many people. CBD is more widely available, and it's not addictive. So if it actually turns out to help more people kick opioid addiction, it could make a huge difference. There was a big party on Capitol Hill today to celebrate 100 years since the House of Representatives passed a constitutional amendment giving women the right to vote. Here's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And here we are, 100 years after that day, with over 100 women serving in the Congress of the United States. What became known as the 19th Amendment was a long time in the making. Women's rights activists had been campaigning for a while before an amendment was first proposed. In 1878, Yes, you heard that right. It took 41 years from that first proposal to passage, and lots of protests. Then, on May 21st, 1919, the House got enough votes. The ball was rolling. Two weeks later, the Senate gave their thumbs up, and over the next year, three quarters of the states ratified it. The 19th Amendment officially became part of the U.S. Constitution in August 1920. That was a very super skim. But we've got a whole audio deep dive on the women and some of the men who made the 19th Amendment happen. You can find it in the Skim Notes on our Skim app. Before we go, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the UK. It's a complete failure. That's Nigel Farage. He's the leader of the Brexit party in the UK. And he's pissed with his security team because of milk. Actually, milkshaking. It's a new protest trend, and it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Demonstrators throw milkshakes on politicians they don't like. Brits have been protesting about a lot lately. There's been the Brexit mess, climate change protests, and European parliamentary elections that are coming up later this week. Milkshaking has apparently gotten so popular that police have tried to cut the sale of dairy products near political rallies. Not super effective, apparently. Farage got hit yesterday. The guy who did it got caught, and he could face up to six months in prison if he's found guilty. Meaning, yes, milkshaking brings all the Brits to the yard. 
Scotland Yard. And that's a wrap. That's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, by texting the word SKIM to 66866. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 